Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live tonight to the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show here on Blog Talk Radio and iHeartRadio. This is Friday, February 26, 2021, and we've got a great show in store here for you tonight. Alan is on the line here uh, with me this evening. Alan, good evening. How are you tonight? Good evening. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? Made it through another week, uh, another another great Friday here. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, always good to get to the end of the week, right? It is. You know, it's always a blessing to get to the end of the week and, you know, just kick back and enjoy the weekend. We've had great weather the last, you know, week. So it's even better that the weekend is here. Absolutely. It's always good to be, uh, be a Floridian. Um, you know, no knocks on anybody who's listening to us outside of the great state of Florida, but we have had some absolutely beautiful, gorgeous weather uh, these last uh, really several weeks, to be quite honest. I know we had some chilly temperatures here a while back, but uh, now things are starting to look really, really great here for us this evening. And I know one of the things we're going to be talking about here tonight uh, as we uh, close out uh, the month of February, of course, it is Black History Month. And a guy who's been in the news, uh, unfortunately, for reasons other than his uh, sport that he plays, is Tiger Woods. Um, he's been a major face in professional golf for basically the last 23, 24 years, uh, since early 1997 when he came on scene and won the Masters in record fashion. So tonight we're going to talk about Tiger Woods, his uh, his legacy, his impact on um, the game of golf, um, how he has uh, transcended the game of golf to minorities, and certainly uh, we feel very strongly about how he has impacted just sports in general. Um, uh, the last 24 years, hard, hard to believe it's been that long since he made his his uh, grand appearance there in 1997. So, Alan, why don't you take it away here tonight with some information about Tiger? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and discuss Tiger's impact on golf, his, how he transcended the world, and more importantly, how he transcended you know minorities for Black History Month. We're going to go ahead and include yourself and myself in the conversation. And we also have people. We want to invite people to come on the show and give their thoughts about Tiger. In fact, uh, we have a call on the line right now. Let me start with the caller, and then I'll go into my thoughts about Tiger. Let me go ahead and do that now. Welcome to the Aaron and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. How you doing? Nope. Are you there, caller? Can you hear me? No, I think we lost him on the line there, unfortunately. Okay. And that may have been uh, that may have been our buddy Lou. Looks like it may have been a New York number he was calling from. So, okay. Lou, if you're listening to us tonight, uh, we're still here. Uh, you can certainly call us right back, and we'll do our best to get your uh, thoughts on the air and uh, speak to you here uh, this evening. Alan, go ahead and take it away again. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yep, and we appreciate you guys joining the conversation. But uh, Tiger Woods, you know what? 
definitely many prayers go out to Tiger Woods and what has recently happened with his, you know, horrific accident, car accident. And, you know, what I've noticed is that, unfortunately, people, they say that, you know, they want him to, to get well and everything, but it almost, you almost get the feeling that it's kind of self-centered. They want him to get healed up and well so they could, so he could play golf and entertain him again. With me, if Tiger Woods does not play one, does not hit another golf ball ever, he has really transcended golf like no one I've ever seen. When the, he came on the scene, before when he was in high school, he started playing. And at that point, he was kind of new to attention and people giving him ask for his autograph. People wanted to watch him play and things of that nature. He was still very, very early in the game, but he had talent. And once he won the amateur golf tournament, that's when things started to really roll for him at that point. I mean, he was 19 years old, I believe, at the time. And for him to be a minority playing golf and start off a career in a, in a world at this point where some black players were not allowed on, as the commercial stated, on a lot of different golf courses. So he started golf, not being allowed to play on certain golf courses, even as talented as he was. And that's how Nike had that first kickoff, the commercial. But it wouldn't have been much of anything if he wasn't that great of a golfer. Meaning if he was a black person playing golf and he was okay or moderately okay or average, he doesn't get the attention that he has gotten over the years. But the fact that his talent was undeniable, you know, he won his first Masters by over 20 strokes, which is unheard of. And from that point on, that's when he became a phenom and people started paying attention to everything he was doing. And he was in the public eye since then. And it's never stopped since then, over 20 years in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Aaron, what really makes me feel proud about Tiger Woods is that I can, I play golf personally every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, I play golf in the morning, and usually it's me and a few other guys that are also African-American, and we play in a predominantly, you know, Caucasian, if you want to say, golfing range and golf golf course, and the thing about it is you never get the feeling that we're not wanted. You never get the feeling that people look at it as differently, you know, even getting something to eat overhearing some conversations, people are talking about Tiger Woods and they're talking about him in a good way. And I owe a lot of that to Tiger Woods because he paved the way where you feel comfortable being at a golf course. You don't feel like you're out of the norm by being a minority and playing on the golf course. And he opened up so many doors for not just black people playing golf. He opened up doors for, for women too. You know, people now have an understanding that it doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter whether you're female or male. It All that matters is if you respect the game, you put the work in, and you have talent. And I owe that a lot to Tiger. So those are some of my thoughts about Tiger. I really appreciate everything he's done. I want to get your thoughts on Tiger Woods, and then I'll continue on. 
Yeah, I mean, think about it. And again, as I mentioned before, it's hard to believe that, you know, this coming April, it'll be 24 years since that incredible record-setting uh, Masters uh, in 1997. Um, I, I think that when he came in, I think he did a, a number of things, and you can give him a, a lot of credit for many, many things. Um, you mentioned, of course, opening the door for minorities to play at a high level, not just in, in golf, in other areas too, but we'll keep it on golf here. I think the game of golf at the time, though, when he was first kind of arriving on scene, needed kind of a someone to kind of boost it back up, make it popular. I mean, you know, you, you would hear the jokes when you were younger, you know, golf's kind of a boring sport. Let me tell you, anybody who says that, go out there and try to play nine holes. Go out there and try to play 18 holes. I guarantee you, you'll have a different perspective if you actually go out there and try, because it's not an easy sport. You're really playing against yourself. And for him to come on scene and make the game of golf popular to the degree that it is, I mean, look, all the endorsements that he's received over the years, you had the PlayStation games with his likeness, um, all of like the, the Madden type of game for the PlayStation systems and all the different things that have happened in that regard over the years, making the game popular. And then he's also a minority at the same time. So he's really um, allowed the elevation to have confidence in yourself to go out there and regardless of what someone else might think of you or regardless of, you know, whatever things you went through previously, he persevered and went through. And, you know, I will say this because it doesn't matter if you're Tiger Woods or Tom Brady or Michael Jordan or um, Nick Saban, any of these coaches or players or whomever, that have had a lot of success over a long period of time, you're going to have your haters too. And there's a, there's a fair share of Tiger Woods haters out there, but it's one of those things where you hate him because he wins so much. And, you yeah. know, sometimes you wanted to see somebody else win. Cause it's like, okay, Tiger just won another major, you know, big whoop, you know, he's won however many, you know, he's won, but I will say this over the years, you know, and obviously he, he's slowed down in his, his career because he's getting older and he's had some surgeries and some injuries over the years. I think it was really a nice thing to see. I think it was two years ago where he hadn't won a major in eight or 10 years and he wins the masters. And it was just great to see a comeback story. So, you know, you look at his very beginnings of his career where he kind of, I wouldn't say he came out of nowhere, but he, I don't know if anybody thought he was going to win in 97 the way he did, at least to the degree that he did with, you know, the huge margin of uh, a victory. And then to see as his career, you know, let's face it, it's, it's, a, it's a fact. He's, you know, in the recent years, he's more towards the end than he is the beginning to see him, you know, win another major tournament. And you know what? Here's the bottom line. America loves a comeback story. You love to see a guy who was maybe great at one point, maybe had some, some bad years in there to, to come back and have the, the type of um, tournament that he had. And the game of golf is majorly popular these last 25 years or so because of his influence. And you look at some of the other players that have followed in his footsteps, the, the guys that have, have gone pro at a very, very early age. And, you know, he's a fierce competitor, uh, Tiger Woods. I mean, he, he puts in the, the work. He is very dedicated. Um, you know, I, I certainly, and I, I know golf isn't the most important thing at this point. And I'm certainly, you know, just like anybody else wondering in the back of my mind, is he ever going to play again? We don't know. And we may not know for a while, um, but again, that's not the most important thing. I'm glad that he is, you know, alive and breathing, and it could have been a much worse, uh, you know, situation than what happened the other day. 
Yeah, and that you said it great. I mean, you know, I'm just thankful that you know it wasn't life-threatening. These uh, the injuries. It wasn't something that took his life. I mean, he was doing a, a foundation, a movie like helping out some celebrities for his foundation. And it was something supposed to be like, he's supposed to do really light work, just really make a, a celebrity appearance, show Jada Pinkett and a couple of actors, you know, just a Dwayne Wade was there actually. And other celebrities want to hang out with Tiger Woods because he's Tiger Woods. And they were doing some, some uh, playing a little bit of golf. Tiger was really just giving more instruction than, than playing. And they were doing some videos for golf TV and, and that was the day before. And the next day, early in the morning, he has this horrific accident. And it just goes to show you that, you know, even the sheriff said that it could have lightly ended his life. He got really lucky. So, you know, we could be having a whole different discussion today about Tiger. But I'm glad that he's not life-threatening. I'm glad that, you know, that he is getting kind of like great medical attention and that's the thing. I, I am glad that that Tiger Woods is, is going to be all right. You know, golf aside, I'm glad that the man Tiger Woods is going to be all right because you know I, during this whole week I was reading a lot of the comments that people was posting, and, you, and you're right, he does have his haters, but he does also have a lot of fans too. But one thing that I disagreed with that someone classified his life is as being a tragedy. And they classified his life being a tragedy because they wanted him. They went on to say that he's always been in the media, you know, spotlight, both good and bad. And he can't. What he contributed to be a tragedy was that Roy McIlroy asked him one time, "Hey, can you just come out to us? Can I? Can you just come out like at night and, and just come with us over to dinner? We go out and just have a good time." And he said he, Tiger, what they said was Tiger said no, because he just can't, he just can't go to, you know, like me or you go to Burns and just hang out and with, with some friends and just be Tiger, not the golf legend. You know, he's going to get mobbed. People are going to want to take pictures. They want to get autographs and it's going to be like a mob scene. So he, he basically declined it because of that. I'm sure he deep down inside, he wanted to go, but because of the, the skeptical that was going to go around it, that's what they attributed to his life being a tragedy. I, I don't consider it. I disagreed with that, that comment wholeheartedly. Listen, this guy is a legend. And to be in that type of spotlight, most people dream about it. And he lives it. Tiger is golf. Along with, as you mentioned, you get haters, but you also get a lot of fans too. And that comes with you being successful. That comes with any sort of life when you become a public figure and you're very successful, whether you're an actor, whether you're an actress, whether you're a golfer, you're a baseball player, people are going to ask. And they're going to ask for an autograph, they're going to ask for a picture. And yes, you just can't, you're right. You do lose some of your privacy when you go to a store, you go to, to a restaurant. But that's the price of success. And I don't consider that a tragedy at all. That just shows you how insanely successful Tiger Woods has been. And, you know, I went to a, I went to go see him in a practice. This is many years ago here in Florida. And I tell you, I have, this must be about going on close about eight years ago. This is well before 
he had negative publicity and of any sort. And I've never met a person that was more focused than Tiger Woods. When this guy is engaged to hit a shot, it's it's a sight to see. It's almost like nobody's around him and he's focused on hitting the shot. And all he's focused on is hitting that shot. It's a tremendous level of focus, but yet there's hundreds of thousands of people watching everything he's doing. You know, he, he, he can't even blow his nose and people won't notice it. But he's had to be yeah. underneath that spotlight for years. And Well, that's the, that's the side that I don't envy. You know, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine, um, you know, it's the Superman effect, I guess you could say. I mean, you, you can't go out in public without someone snapping a picture, coming up to you and, you know, trying to uh, interrupt you while you're having dinner. Not, you know, I've run across people over the years, you know, out in public that are famous to some degree, never to the degree of Tiger Woods, of course. And, you know, part of you has that little kid mentality where you want to go up and bug them and ask them a bunch of questions and, hey, can I get your autograph? Can I get your picture? All that kind of stuff. At the same time, you know, you have to realize too, and again, this is me speaking for myself more than anything else. These, these are they're, they're people just like you and I are. Now, they're certainly a lot more famous. And, you know, I don't think you can get really any more famous. I mean, the, the three most famous people in sports right now would be, in my opinion, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and Tom Brady. I mean, you, you really can't get at any higher level than those three guys, even though Jordan's been retired for, you know, many, many years now. You know, Tiger's sort of, I guess you'd say, at the end of his career. And same thing with Tom Brady. I mean, those guys can't really go out in public like you and I can. They can't go sit down at Burns Steakhouse and – you know, not be bombarded with, you know, people coming around them. So I, th- that side of things, I, you know, definitely, you know, I wouldn't want that public attention, certainly for sure, because normal life um, that you and I know, uh, or what we knew before all the pandemics have hit would not be what it would be in, in that same situation. So, but I think he handles it very well. I mean, um, you know, he said his he's had his ups and downs. He's had some obviously negative publicity over the years, rightfully so he had, some stuff that happened, I think it was in 2009 or 10, that that certainly, you know, call it what you will, it was negative things that happened. He made some mistakes in his marriage, and, you know, um, I think he's probably learned from it at this point. So, uh, but glad, again, uh, as you mentioned before, glad he is um, he is uh, okay. And obviously the surgeries and stuff that he's had uh, since this occurred, I think it was on Wednesday, um, or might have been Tuesday when it occurred, you know, seem like they're going to help him out. Again, we don't know if his golf career will continue. That's really not the most important thing at this point. But uh, his impact on, I would say his impact on sports in general, um, because if you go back to 1997, now, again, that's a long time ago, 24 years. You know, you watch the, and, and for me, how you could always tell what was the most popular thing. You turn on ESPN, you put on SportsCenter at 6 o'clock in the evening when SportsCenter comes on and you had Dan Patrick and, whomever else was on at the time. And it was nonstop Tiger Woods coverage. And, you know, just to think of all the great things he's done as a golfer over, you know, this span of time that he's had, I think he's what, I think he was 21 then. So he's 45 now. So you think about it this way, 45 is not really that old. Alan, you're about in that age range yourself. So um, to accomplish so much in Really, if you think about it, it's really not that long a period of time. It seems like a long time, but when you really start to think about how you know short life is, you know, 24, 25 years is not really that long a time. So, um, but the impact that I think he's made in making the game of golf um, popular, because 
golf's a generational sport. I mean, you can go back a hundred years, you know, my dad played golf. My grandfather's played golf. I'm sure their dads probably played golf too. And I think what happened in the mid nineties, the popular names from 20 and 30 years before were starting to fade out. And again, as I mentioned before, you needed somebody like Tiger Woods who came along and it wasn't his plan to do this, but he was just such a good player and such a focused player. And it made the game of golf popular in a time that it may not have been, if he hadn't, you know, think about where things would be in the golf world if he had not, you know, come along and, and did what he did in 97. And then everything that's happened since then, you know, would, would golf be as popular as it is now? I would uh, definitely go out on, on a very strong limb and say, no, I don't think it would be. So, you know, it, it definitely puts things into perspective, I think, with um, with what his impact has been. And again, in the minority world, too, you know, for, you know, an African-American athlete to, to get to the top. I mean, he's all over the covers of magazines, covers of newspapers, the headline story on non-sports related, you know, news shows, um, you know, cover of Sports Illustrated. And that that's that's a dream for for most athletes is to be the cover, you know, figure for Sports Illustrated. That's a huge, huge accomplishment. And I, he's been on there probably a half dozen or more times over the last 25 years or so. Um, so I, I, I can't say enough about what the impact of him um, in, in all those different facets that I mentioned before. Um, and again, we hope that he uh, has a speedy recovery. And yeah, selfishly, I, I would hope to see him play golf again. But if that doesn't happen, um, you know, I'm glad that he's still with us. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's the main thing. I'm glad he's still with us. You know, it, would I love to see him play golf again? You know, sure. Absolutely. If he wants to. And knowing Tiger, him being very competitive, I would venture to say if he can do it, he will be out there doing it. He will be out there playing golf. But that's his decision. If he doesn't, I will definitely okay with that. You know, him him being in the in the golf game, you're absolutely right. With Tiger, he transcended golf in such a positive way. You know, he made it cool. I always looked at golf, this is pre-Tiger, as a as a very slow, hot, drawn out, boring type game. But with Tiger Woods, he brought more awareness to it and he made the game cool and exciting. You know, with the fist pumps, with the the, the gear they used to wear, it used to be cool. Used, you know, they made like him and Nike, they made all that nice athletic golf gear and it made it look cool. And not only that, he made it exciting with with the way that he would pump fist, the way that he would get so excited, just like a kid playing, playing a golf game and, and being happy. And it was all genuine. It was all authentic. And you could tell that this was a guy who put in a lot of work into playing golf since he was a baby. And then when he sees the results on the, the golf course, just like me or just like someone else who hit a great shot, you would get excited. And he would, you know, that was kind of like taboo kind of before Tiger. But, you know, showing that emotion was cool with Tiger. And and then he used to wear the red shirt on Sunday. And that's pretty much when you knew it was over. But, he, you know, he, yeah, he's he really been the – He's really been, honestly, if there's a fair comparison to make, you know, for Tiger Woods, he's the Michael Jordan of golf. I mean, think just just for 
a brief moment here in 2021, think of the impact in the entire world of sports, not just the NBA or any of the other ventures that he's had. If Michael Jordan never had existed, you know, we wouldn't have seen some of these things that have happened. Phil Jackson may never have gotten to the level of a great coach that he was. And, you know, even the things after he was with the Bulls, with the Lakers and so on, may have never happened. Um, Nike needed a guy like Michael Jordan to, to, to launch the popularity of the Nike brand and the Air Jordan shoes. And then obviously the clubs going to Tiger Woods here, the golf clubs. I mean, I don't think I'd ever heard of Nike golf clubs before Tiger Woods came around. So the, the popularity that coincided with his career and all the, you mean the marketing brand that went along with it. I mean, obviously, and of course that's going to happen with, with any athlete, but to his level, is just un, un, unparalleled, really. I mean, those are the two most popular selling people or athletes in Nike history, as far as I know. So, um, you know, you think about uh, the impact that they have both had, and I guess we're keeping our focus on Tiger Woods, but just that comparison there seemed to, to really kind of go along with what he has meant to the game of, uh, of golf. And, you know, again, you go out now to – you know, the driving range, or you go out to, you know, one of the sporting goods stores and, you know, who, who do you want to be like? Yeah. Tiger Woods. I mean, why not? You know, popular golfer. And, you know, he's made again, the game many, many times more popular than it was beforehand. And again, I know I said this before, anybody who thinks the game of golf is boring, I, I definitely challenge you to go out there and give it a try because, it is definitely not very easy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, you know, with me, I just started playing golf regularly in September. And I could tell you, and my game has gotten better, golf is not an easy sport. And it's not easy because, number one, you need to do a lot of practice just to be okay. Not to be great, just to be okay. And if you do a lot of practice with hitting balls, believe it or not, you can get a tick better the next time. Not like worlds better if you practice a lot. It doesn't happen. The process doesn't happen that fast. And you have to put in a lot of time, a lot of hours, both on the driving range, both on the course. You have to be a student of the game yourself and study what works for you well, what doesn't work well. You have to learn how to get out of situations. You have to learn so much. There's a lot that you have to learn in golf, and it is not an easy sport. You know, that was another criticism I heard is that someone said that it's not an athletic sport, it's not really a sport, and it's easy. You know, they said it at one of the forums, and I was like, it's you go play golf and you try to shoot a score. Like, yeah. let's say not even pro level, let's say in the 80s or, or 90s, even that's not easy. It's just not easy. You know, it's just, it's hard. Golf is a very difficult sport. And if you play golf, I'm telling you from someone who goes out there and loves to play, it is not an easy sport. You, you, young guy. I I normally shoot in the seventies and then I realize I still have nine holes left. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. It is not an easy sport. Take it from someone who's, if you've never played golf or you are someone who plays I can test to tell you it is not an easy sport. It is something that, um, and just think, 
when you're playing and you're just trying to get a score, let's say in the 80s or 90s, which is still a very good score, you're not doing that with hundreds of thousands of people around you at every single hole. You're probably playing golf and in a golf court going to the next hole. You can't even take the golf cart to the next hole. You have to walk to the next hole as a professional. When you play golf and you start to learn about it more, you'll actually appreciate Tiger even more. And that's one of the biggest things I wanted to to bring out about Tiger, too, is that Tiger Woods was such a great player and such a great phenomenal player that shots that people used to think, even pros, oh, that shot can never be made in one shot or that drive can never be made or that shot out of the bunker can never be made. Tiger was a guy who was so incredibly great that he would hit those incredible shots that you would actually see, like the young guys now, yes, you can hit those shots. It is possible. Yes, Tiger might be one of only two or three people in the whole world that could do it, but at least he showed that you can get a bad, hit a bad shot and then get out of that by hitting a great shot. That's one of the great things. Like as you play, you learn the game, you'll appreciate Tiger even more because like, man, this guy's so great that he could not only get out of this jam that I'm in right now, he could actually get in a hole from where I'm at. It's just unbelievable how great, you know, Tiger Woods is at, at golf. And to your point, Aaron, about him being, uh, you know, like the Michael Jordan of golf, he definitely is. But one of the things that I've noticed about super incredible talents, such like Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, and Tom Brady, they're true to their sport. They put in the hard work. They're great ambassadors of the game. And one of the things that I think helps them is that once in a while, every so often, they kind of get a break that goes their way. It's almost like the golf gods or the golf or the football gods or, or whatever sport they're playing say, you know what? You were right. You did us right, and we're going to help you out. For example, with Tiger Woods on Augusta, he hit the 16th shot. It was right at the lip, and it just rolled in. You understand? He hit another shot that to win the Masters that – a little putt that most people would have been happy if it got close to the hole. But with Tiger, not only did he get close to the hole, it got to the edge and it rolls in. You kind of get those breaks that go your way when you're true to a sport and you work real hard, you put in the work. And that's the great thing about a guy like Tiger Woods, that he's earned that benefit throughout all the hard work that he's put into the sport. Yeah, just an incredible work ethic. And again, the focus that has to be, I mean, you got to focus on any sport. I mean, you can't just go out there and have everything fall into place. But to, to kind of what you mentioned there before, golf is a game where, you know, you're really playing against yourself. Yeah, you're playing against other other players out there, but you're really battling yourself. It's, it's, a, it's a game of, you know, measurement and a game of, um, you know, you talked about being in front of hundreds of thousands of people. It's hard enough to play the game by yourself with nobody around you, maybe one or two other people, you know, that are critiquing you, or maybe, you know, you hit the ball wrong or, you know, drive a ball and it cuts one way or the other to do that. And then you have, you know, the millions of people watching on TV, you have the thousands of people who are in the crowd. And then you have the other players who are professional as well. 
And, of course, they're going to keep to themselves on things. But you have all those doubts in your mind, and that, that's a lot of doubt to have. And then to go and be confident enough to, to take the shot and take the risk and, you know, come through that way, um, it, it definitely it's – it's a, it's, a, it's a challenging game in that, in that perspective. And, again, the focus that he has had over the years has been laser – laser-like I, I would I would compare it to so um, definitely glad to be able to talk here about Tiger Woods tonight I think he has been such an inspirational athlete uh, for a long time and I want to kind of hit on something you mentioned there before you know anyone who says that you're not athletic I mean you know maybe it's different than being a, a baseball player football player whatever you don't see too many guys that are you know, golfers who go and become NFL players, but you also don't see too many guys that are NFL players who go become golfers. They're they're built for what they're built for. You know, you wouldn't um, you wouldn't have Tiger Woods go line up and play tight end for the Bucks. I mean, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't work that yeah. well. But at the same time, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have uh, you know Gronk go play on the PGA Tour. It just doesn't work that way. So they're not interchangeable necessarily. I'm not saying they're not good athletes. There are some some athletes in other sports that have done really well playing golf. John Smoltz is a a good example. He's a good friend of Tiger Woods and obviously he's a Hall of Fame pitcher and he actually is a very good golfer. Could have been on the PGA Tour if he'd wanted to be. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that anybody who thinks that there's not a athleticism involved in playing golf is an absolute moron, um, you know, without question, because you got to keep in shape. You, you, you walk a lot. And I would, I would venture to say here, if you're not in good physical shape to play the game of golf, your focus when you're trying to focus mentally on the game is going to be thrown off because you're going to be thinking about ailments and, and things that pain you. And, you know, certainly, you know, being able to walk, you know, you probably walk a good 10 miles on a course when you play a round of 18. And if you do that three or four times in a tournament, you know, you're walking between 20 and probably 30, maybe even 40 miles during that weekend, you know, where you're playing and you don't get a cart you know, and sometimes you're playing in the middle of the summer when it's, you know, close to a hundred degrees outside. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, challenges above just the, the, the mental side, the physical side and the stress that it creates on you. And, you know, to, to have all those things kind of hitting you at one time. And here's the thing too, you know, if you're playing basketball, you, you take a shot, you miss that shot, ball bounces to somebody else, somebody rebounds it and they go down the other end of the court and score points nobody's going to remember that shot you missed unless it was maybe a critical point of the game think about football the ball gets snapped to the quarterback he hands it off to the running back unless the running back fumbles the football or unless the quarterback throws a pick no one's probably going to remember that play unless something bad happens you play golf when you play when you take that shot the entire focus of everything going on is on that one guy and yeah they're going to cut to the next player at the next hole but you, you have a three foot putt that seems like an easy, an easy gimme and you miss it or you, you know, you rim around the, the, the cup there, you know, you're, they're, they're going to say, Hey, he wasn't mentally prepared, you know, or he, he just, he, he overthought or underthought this one. So there's a lot of that. There's a second guessing there's it, it, and it's easy to Monday morning quarterback, you know, any athlete for that matter. But when the focus is solely on you, cause it's not a team sport, it's an individual sport, just like tennis or, um, you know, sports of that nature where you're, it's just one guy, one person who's out there at each time. I think that makes it even harder. And I would say it's a more challenging sport than 
pretty much any of the other ones because again it's not a team sport it's it's an individualized thing and other than your caddy who might give you some pointers or advice or you know hey the ball is going to change direction you know as it approaches the hole because of the the curves on the green you know you really don't have anybody to talk to you're out there with yourself just kind of collecting your thoughts so it is yeah. challenging in that sense yeah you brought up a great point Aaron and and golf is is a sport where you're on a stage you're on a stage by yourself and you're absolutely right you know here the bucks just went ahead and won the Super Bowl to your point you know, th- some of the players there who got a ring either didn't play at all or they may have caught no passes or one pass, and yet they got a ring. That doesn't yeah. happen in golf. That does not happen in golf. And in baseball, you could have been a guy who was supposed to bring the batter home and you didn't. You struck out or or popped up. The guy behind you did your job and brought the runner home. And you may have went 0 for 4, and your team still wins. And that's that's what the advantage of a team sport that someone can pick you up, and you may not even be mentioned as having him a bad game, but you know deep down inside you did have a bad game, but you still may be the one holding up the trophy at the end. That does not happen in golf. You are on stage. You're the one who has to do well. If like you said, if you have a, if you then golf is so difficult. Every course is different, and it's very easy for you. They, they build those courses for pros to kind of mess them up. It's not built for you to, you know, go ahead and get a low, low score. It's built the opposite. And, you know, just like any event, you can have a bad hole. You can hit the ball in the water. You can hit it in the rough and then have trouble getting out, or you can overshoot the green. And before you know it, you're like, hit a quadruple bogey, which even happened earlier today. I saw the highlights. Those things happen in golf, and that's what ends up happening because you're on stage, and at the end, they, they'll they interview you and ask you about it, and there's no, one, no way you could turn but to explain what you did or didn't do because you're the one who's on the stage, and that's the thing about, about golf is that it's an individual sport. You're being scrutinized. And for him to have done what he has done over the years, it's it's one of those things that I, I just find it fascinating. You know, I just find it fascinating to have 15 majors. You know, this guy is, in my opinion, the GOAT. And he, is a, he has done more for the game of golf than I could even put into words. And, he, you know, he's made golf cool. He's made it super competitive. And to your point about working out, Tiger was really the first golfer that we see that came in with a physique like, wow, you could tell this guy works out at the gym. He was physically fit. You know, he put yeah. in the work at the gym, and you could tell in his body shape. He didn't have to advertise it. He could just You could just look at it. And it paid dividends because he was able to hit those long drives. He was in very, very good shape, whereas guys who didn't work out or put in that type of work, you could tell that there was a difference between Tiger and them. So physically, that makes a difference too. You know, I mean, as far as his health, hey, Michael Michael Jackson had back issues because of all the years of performing. Unfortunately, yeah. those are the things that come along with with repetition. Those are the things that come along with physical activity, whether you're 
hitting a golf ball, whether you're dancing, unfortunately, your body can only take but so much. It's not built for you to be dancing or playing golf for 20, 30, 40 years. He's been playing since he was under the age of two. So, and he's, he's me and Tiger do have something in common. We're actually the same age. So I could tell yeah, you yeah. at his age, your body just, hey, you do the best you can, but a 45-year-old body is not the same as a 25-year-old body. Yeah, so who exactly. do you thought on that, Aaron? Well, first thing I want to say, too, is this is probably the only show where we'll ever talk about uh, Tiger Woods and Michael Jackson at the same time. So, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you're absolutely right. You, you, you know, and the older I get too, you know, you, you start to feel it more, you know, little things that you could recover from when you were 18 or 20 or 25, somewhere in that range are not as easy as they were before. Um, you know, and, and recovery time is a lot longer and, you know, sometimes there's ailments that you end up with that, they never really officially go away. It's just they you kind of you kind of learn to live with them, kind of thing. And you know what's remarkable about him, and I know he. I mean, again, a great physique in terms of you know his just being very well um, put together. I mean, he was blessed with a, a great athletic body, um, and then of course took care of it over the years too. But he's even with that being the case, he's had to have some you know, some surgeries over the years that you know slowed him down. And it kind of makes you wonder. And again. It's always fun to play a speculation game. You know, how many more majors would he have won already at this point had he not had some of those back issues, you know, in the last seven or eight years? You know, I think it's 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 a fair fair thing to ask because I think most likely there'd be at least one or two additional majors that he would have won. So, um, you know, I, I, I always play that game of speculation. I don't want to call it a game, but just that kind of, man, if this had happened differently. I always think of somebody like Ken Griffey Jr., uh, for instance, in baseball, um, in the nineties, you know, you remember he was the guy that everybody said, he's going to, he's going to catch Hank Aaron's record. He's going to, he's going to blow way past 755. Um, you know, he'll be the all-time home run leader when it's all said and done. And he got traded to the reds at age 30 in 19 or in 2000. So he was age 30. He had 398 career home runs. And you started looking at the math and you were saying, you know what? If he can do what he just did in the last 10 years, again, in the next 10 years, he's going to blow this record away. He might have 800 home runs. And he goes to Cincinnati. I think his first year he had 40 homers. So he's at like four, was he 438 at 31 years old. And then in 2001, he blew his knee out. And he never really was the same player after that. And 10 years later when his career ended, he had, six, I mean, he had a great career, Hall of Famer. He's the first ever number one overall pick to go into the Hall of Fame, he had 630 home runs. So he came up way short of what his projection was just 10 years earlier. So I think that kind of illustrates that, you know, even being a great athlete and being in great physical shape, little ailments here and there, even to great athletes, are going to happen from time to time. And that can keep you from ending up in in the territory that you might have thought you were going to end up at one point. And I think for the longest time, you know, again, not to, to harp on his playing golf at this point, given that he was just in a serious, you know, car crash. But you wonder, you know, we all speculated a couple of years ago he was going to end up with the all-time record for major wins. And now, you know, obviously that's in question. So, um, so again, uh, just to underscore what we talked about here tonight, great career, great, um, you know, impact on the sport of golf. Again, made it popular when it really, at the time, 
kind of when he came in wasn't the popularity that it is now. And I don't think the game of golf can thank him enough for what he has been able to to do really over these last 25 years. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, he, he has done more for – he. Tiger Woods is golf. And yeah. he has done more for that game of golf in a positive way than anybody I could I could even say. I mean, you know, as I mentioned earlier, celebs are – they're like a celeb meeting another celeb. They're like in awe of him because of who he is. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Whether he plays golf again, you know, our first things are prayers – that Tiger Woods gets healed and he he comes out of this accident. All right, I mean, for all everything sounds positive. He made a statement today that uh, he's he's getting great treatment. He's he you know it's not life threatening. You know he's had you know he's had unfortunately some uh, some leg leg issues. You can see that all in his uh, Twitter reports on Tiger Woods. But the thing about Tiger Woods is that yes, he may have. You know, without the injuries, you're absolutely right, Aaron, may not may have gotten one or two, maybe even three majors, but he still leads as far as the all-time tour winner. And he also, yeah, he has 15 majors. He is three short of getting Jack's record and four short of, of surpassing it. But to me, he is the GOAT. And, and even Jack... I've seen Jack at events like, wow, man, this guy played some great golf. He, you know, you can even see that Jack is in awe of him, and he's a yeah. fan. And it just shows you how great Tiger Woods is. And, you know, whether he plays or not, he has – I can't thank him enough. And I really do hope I get a chance to meet Tiger Woods because I am a huge fan of Tiger Woods. And, and what he's done, you know, on a side note, tomorrow I'm going to play – a tournament. There'll be over 140 men there, and there's going to be 140 black men, and it'll be okay. It'll be quite all right because of the fact of Tiger Woods. He, yeah. He's open doors. I don't feel like, oh man, I, do I got to sneak in the back way, or, or how do what time do I get here before everybody else shows up? It, you don't have you don't have that feeling because of Tiger Woods. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Now I will say this part. Aside whether, again, he doesn't have to hit another golf ball for me to consider him to be the goal. If Tiger does want to get Jack, if that is something that's a priority to him, I will say this much if he's listening to this, is what he, I feel that he could do it, number one, because he is Tiger Woods, but number two, he, he would have to win another way. Because you talk about the age thing, I'm the same age as, as Tiger, and he would have to cut down some of his tournaments. I know that he loves to do tournaments to, to for his foundation. He loves to do tournaments just to get involved and to be on scene. He's going to have to cut that down quite a bit, maybe cut down to seven or eight tournaments a year, including the four Masters. And he just has to make a goal of getting one Masters per year. Yes, it'll be a pay cut because, you know, he gets appearance fees, but I think Tiger Woods can do it. Uh, if, if that's important to him, I don't, again, I don't know if it is, at this stage of his life, this stage of his career, he doesn't have to. But if it is important to him and he wants to get Jack and he wants to pass him, I am a believer, and I do think Tiger Woods could do it. He'll just have to win a different way, cut it down to seven to eight tournaments a year. That's it. Bring bring your son Charlie along for practices a week leading into the Masters, and I think you could do it. I really do believe Tiger can get 
to 18 or 19 if he wishes to at this point. I know a lot of people are counting him out. I am not counting Tiger Woods out, and I know he can do it. For example, I was mentioned earlier in the show that I play golf on Tuesdays. There is guys that have reconstructed knees who have had like some real serious knee injuries. They're out there playing golf with me every week. Yes, they're not Tiger Woods, but they're out playing golf and they could do it. And Tiger could do it too. So I will not count Tiger Woods out if that's important to him. Again, he doesn't have to play again. He's already he's already done a knot for me personally. But if it is important for him to get to 18 or 19 at this point in his life, I'm going on the Alan Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show and saying I'm standing behind the fact that I believe he can absolutely do it. He'll just have to win a different way. He'll have to win more strategically than than brute strength. Hey, I play with a 102-year-old golfer, Herbert Dixon. So, yes, Tiger, you could do it if that's important to you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And strategy comes in. You know, sometimes you have to reinvent yourself. You know, when you get a little older, a lot of guys, you know, that are athletes, um, their careers have been prolonged because they have recognized at some point along the way that, you know, the way they did it before was a great way to do it, but they have to do it differently. Otherwise, they're going to be surpassed by somebody who maybe is a little bit more athletic than they are at this point. So uh, great discussion tonight about Tiger Woods. Definitely, I know we've um, really not talked a whole lot of golf on this show uh, in a year or so since we started. So it's really great to be able to to bring golf into the um, into the mix here tonight. I know I've been uh, myself, and I've been saying this for a long time. I've been really meaning to get more involved in the game of golf. It's it's a lot of fun, even if you're not very good at it. Just going out there and having that that challenge of trying to you know pretend like you're a pro. I mean, you know, look, dress the part at least. I guess is what they say. So <laughs> um, yeah. But um, looking through the rest of the world of sports uh, here tonight, I know we're kind of in that gray area right now because you've got um, pitchers and catchers that reported this week, and now full squads are reporting. Games are going to start for spring training here on Sunday for a lot of teams and some other teams on Monday, uh, both in Florida and Arizona. you got all the rumors about quarterback trades and all that kind of stuff in the NFL. NBA playoffs are just around the corner. you got the NHL season starting to get closer to an end at the NCAA basketball tournament, um, you know, here not too far off. So got a lot of stuff that's budding here. We're getting ready to see things start to take, uh, take place, but we're kind of in that gray area where there's not a whole lot of news uh, going on. Um, I want to talk real quickly here tonight about uh, a story that I read here just a few minutes ago um, here on, um, on Russell Wilson and the likelihood that he may, end up uh, being traded by the Seahawks. What do you think about that? Yeah, that that definitely, I, I did see that report, and it's mind-boggling that you would let a guy consider and say publicly that he wants to be traded as great as Russell Wilson has been. I mean, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm in panic control right now and doing everything I can to talk him out of that because he even mentioned four teams that he's willing to go to, so Obviously, it's escalated to the point where it's getting really bad in Seattle, you know, yeah. in no meetings, and it's it's getting almost to the point of no return. It's it's almost it's almost like Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. They're almost like neck <laughs> and neck, you know. It's, yeah, it's amazing. But if I am the Seattle Seahawks, I am doing everything I can to talk him down. I, I mean, 
I, I, it doesn't, it, you know, he's playing for a very good team, a playoff contender team. I, I just, I just feel as if he probably wants more help and he feel like he's not getting some support where he needs to, but man, I, I mean, if, if he does go, you know, Russell Wilson going to be successful no matter where he goes. He's one of those guys that are true to the game. He puts the hard work in. I follow Russell Wilson at Instagram, and I'm telling you, the guy puts work in. There's no, there's definitely a reason why he's as great as he is. And I, I just, I, I could see him being traded because it seemed like things have gotten really poor between himself and management. But man, how do you let this get to this situation? How do you let it get to this bad? I just yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of similarities with him there in in uh, in Seattle and quite frankly, Aaron Rodgers in, in Green Bay, as far as, you know, you look at all these years that, you know, MVP caliber player, and I think Russell Wilson has been in the league for what, eight or eight or nine years now. Yeah. He won a Super Bowl early on. The comparison is pretty fair here between him and Aaron, uh, him and Aaron Rodgers, of course, won a Super Bowl early on in their career. Um, and then you had some other really great years after that. And it was almost like they wasted those years so I can understand where he's coming from there. And I don't know the the ins and outs and the particulars between himself and, you know, Seattle management. But I, I almost think, though, too, you mentioned that they're a really good team there in Seattle, and they definitely are, no, no question about that. But that run of success they've had these last six, seven, eight years is starting to fade. It's coming to an end. I mean, they're not going to be able to hold this thing together for very much longer. Um, I kind of wonder how much longer Pete Carroll is going to be, you know, coaching to be quite – you know, quite honest, I think that the the dominant run that they had, you know, in the middle 2010s, pretty much over. Not saying they can't have another good year here, but the the the, the great team they had that won the Super Bowl, uh, what six seven years ago, that's pretty much in the past at this point. So, yeah, the team is very different now than it was back then. And you're right to your point. Russell Wilson was, in my opinion the worst play call in Super Bowl history. <laughs> they were trying to, to catch the England off guard in that game. So, <laughs> Yeah, that, that to me, I mean, with all due respect to Pete Carroll, to Russell Wilson, or whoever called that play, whether it was the coach, which it, it seemed like it was coming from the coach, from all indication, but whoever called that play, that was, in my opinion, the worst <laughs> Super Bowl call play ever. Yep. You have time on the clock, and you have arguably the best back in the league named Beast Mode, and you don't even give him an opportunity to run it in, and you had time yeah. on the clock. You, yeah. You had, yeah, you over you overanalyzed the play, and that's what happened, where you should have just handed the ball off to Beast Mode and let him at least try to get a touchdown. You're not even giving him a tent. They threw that pass without even giving him an attempt. You know as well as I know, Aaron, when you get down to the one-yard line, it is hard to complete a pass. Everybody's bunched in there. Not that you can't do it. You know, Aaron Rodgers, your guy, completed a, you know, a pass to Adams. But it is I, if I got beast mode back there, I'm going to at least give him an attempt. Believe me, you. If not two, I'm going to at least give him <laughs> <Yeah>. an attempt. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So just a couple other news and notes. Uh, again, I think we're going to see a lot more big stories or things that are going to occur here over the next uh, 
several weeks with all the different sports, you know, the tournament for basketball starting the NBA and NHL playoffs, uh, not too far down the line for us. MLB getting kicked off. Um, Braves did uh, extend Brian Snicker, uh, their manager for another two years. So he is already signed to the end of this year. Uh, his extension actually is three years. So it's uh, 2023 and 2022. And then there's a team option for 2024. So, Good work that he has done in the last uh, four or five years, three consecutive division titles there in Atlanta. Um, hoping, of course, they get over the hump here this year. And then uh, I want to end our show here tonight on more of a somber note, um, something that personally I found out about uh, actually uh, mid-afternoon yesterday. A teammate of mine, when I was a lot younger and playing baseball, unfortunately passed away earlier this week from a long battle with cancer for almost three years. Um I'm not going to say the full name here on the air, but uh, Jimmy was a great, great player, a great uh, competitor, always was determined. Um, and that transferred from him being a, a ball player when, again, we were much younger to his personal career that he went into after uh, baseball was over. And uh, he fought a very courageous battle. And unfortunately, earlier this week, um, that battle came to an end. So I want to say a condolence to, um, to Jimmy's family. Uh, he's behind a, wife and a daughter and a lot of friends that are, um, you know, searching for answers right now. So again, we uh, certainly lift up his family uh, here on the Allen and Aaron sports talk radio program tonight. Alan been a great show here this evening. We certainly look forward again to uh, being able to, um, you know, have more discussions like this in the coming weeks. I'm not going to be in next week. I believe uh, we'll have potentially a guest host as I'm going to be, taking a little bit of time with the family. Uh, but our show is, uh, is wide open here. We are in a great, uh, great 2021 year. There's going to be a lot of great stuff going on. We're going to get some more great guests on as we've already had in the past. And wanted to also throw this out there too. Uh, an early happy birthday tomorrow to our good buddy, Chip Carey, who joined us here just a few weeks ago. Uh, tomorrow is his, uh, is his birthday. So wanted to also make mention of that here tonight as we end our show. Birthday to Chip and definitely and my condolences go out to you. Aaron, I, I did not know that. Sorry to hear about the loss of your friend. Our condolences definitely from the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show go out to you and, and his family. And on a definitely a bright note, definitely, Chip, happy birthday to you. <laughs> you the man. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show here for uh, uh, February 26, 2021. We definitely would love to hear your comments. Uh, we are on Facebook. You can drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you in the future. We'll continue to put out great material. Um, again, we're going to have some great guests coming up in the future. Uh, keep it here. You can listen to us anytime, also on uh, both iHeartRadio, and uh, we'll have the links up on our uh, Facebook page. And, again, uh, we certainly uh, encourage uh, any kind of you know, feedback that you can provide here to us going forward. We'd love to hear from you. So, again, for uh, for Alan, this is Aaron, and we uh, we sign off here tonight. Uh, have a great evening, everyone.